0: Guys,
1: what's going on? What's going on? Entertain the Geeky. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Enter- entertain the Geeky here. <laughs> We've got Jason and myself, Chris, hey. here to talk about <laughs> the video games.
0: Yep. It's going to be a big year for video games. If if everything is, you know, coming out as they say it's going to come out, Dude, it's going to be a pretty big year. That's the thing. Uh, delays,
1: like, so I, we play a lot of Overwatch at my house. Sure. Overwatch got delayed for over a year, almost two years. Yeah. That was wild. Overwatch 2, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, insane.
0: Well, see, that's, that's the thing. A lot of these games that uh, are going to be coming out this year were supposed to come out last year and got delayed. So the thought is... Maybe that's the last time we're going to have to worry about that. And they are actually going to come out this year, but who the hell knows I mean, you know, video game companies. What And, are... and COVID hasn't helped, right? Obviously every, everybody's been a little behind with everything they've been working on lately.
1: Right. I mean, think, think Christ. It's slowed down. Uh, yeah. Well, the COVID stuff anyway, has slowed down quite a bit and people are more normal now than we've sure. been in
0: years. Going back to their offices and right. doing their jobs right. normally again.
1: Well, I, I think, I know this doesn't have anything to do with video games, but I feel like COVID was just the final nails in the coffin for movie theaters.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like there. I mean, there's been a few big box office bomb or big box office successes, though, that have reinvigorated movie theaters like Top Gun Maverick. Um, what was that multiverse story? Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. Um, big movies that a lot of people went to see, and and you got you can't deny the power that the MCU has still over the movie theaters. I mean, they do, they do well regardless of what's going on.
1: But doesn't doesn't box office uh, at home rentals count toward that though? I believe.
0: Uh, well, the MCU's not doing that anymore. They did that with Black Widow, and it blew up in their face because Scarlett Johansson had a contract saying that her movie was going to have. Uh, x amount of time in movie theaters before it was going to be streamed. Yeah, and streaming.
1: Then she and then she went to Sue and yeah, yeah. but they I think that us. was I think that was streaming for free versus making No, you it. had to pay for that.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, when they put Scarlet Witch or uh, Scarlet Black, Witch, Black Widow. Widow on Disney Plus, it was a premium one. You had to pay like $30 to rent oh. it or own it or buy it or whatever it was. I mean, I feel like that should count toward box office. It, and it may. I'm not really sure how know. they calculate those totals, but it's way less than if look at you look at something like Black Panther. What kind of forever? I mean, that movie was huge. Regardless, yeah, I think of it did seven
1: hundred million dollars, eight hundred yeah. million, a lot. Yeah, a regardless lot of, of, of money.
0: the the theaters not doing as well as they used to, it still managed to be a big, huge success for them. Sure. Same with Top Gun Maverick. I mean, shit, that was the biggest movie in the world. Was it really? Yeah, I know, right? It's so weird that a, a sequel that's thirty years late, <laughs> way too late. Yeah. Uh, did so well, but, but like I said, you have little things like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which came out right around the time that Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and the Multiverse of Madness came out, and it was a better multiverse movie. I mean, for sure. I don't know if you've seen that one.
1: I haven't watched that one. You should.
0: Is it that really that good? movie fantastic. Yeah, like it's a weird story about the multiverse, but it did a better job telling a multiverse story than the Marvel movie that did the same thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. I enjoyed uh doctor strange. I did too. I thought that was a fun flick. Yeah. Refreshing. I enjoyed Refreshing.
0: black Panther as well. I thought it was very fun.
1: I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, it's good. I, I, I'm so bummed out about Chadwick not being in it. And I understand that that's something that you have to address when you're sure. Marvel.
0: And they did a good job. I think Damn. And that's the, that's the thing I was worried about was how, Delicately they were gonna handle that whole thing, but I think they, they nailed it. Will they be graceful about this transition? Yeah, they, they found here. a good way to, to transition, they found a good way to to honor his memory while still f- you know moving the story forward.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's good. But uh sorry, so total side quest there. back to the video games. Is there anything that you were most excited for this year?
0: Oh, that's a loaded question because there's definitely a few. Uh Spider-Man 2 is supposed to come out this year from Insomniac Games. Yeah, it is which is supposed to have uh, Parker and Miles mm-hmm. in it. Uh, I would imagine kind of a Grand Theft Auto 5 deal where you can kind of switch between them on the fly. And I have no basis for that other than my own uh, thought processes about, well, how do you handle two protagonists in the same story? Right. Well, Grand Theft Auto showed us a great way to handle multiple protagonists in the same story. When you're not directly controlling them, they have an AI algorithm that they follow. They do things, right? And then occasionally you can, oh, I'm going to take control of that guy and I'm going to do this thing because I'm excited to do that thing. I don't know if you played that one. I've not played any Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. uh, Since like San Andreas. Yeah, it had three main characters. Okay. uh, And what was interesting about the way they, they designed it is certain heists or missions that you were doing, everybody had their own job to do. You can only control one person at a time, but at any time you want, you could jump between to the other oh, protagonists. That's super cool, right? So you could essentially play all aspects of a mission using three different people. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay,
1: I mean, they could also with Spider-Man. It wouldn't surprise me if they had it uh, almost episodic. Yeah, where certain you parts can... your Peter, certain mm-hmm. parts your Miles, and yeah. the stories kind of intertwine and lead up to this. Yeah, being... they
0: did that with Ultimate Spider-Man back in the day. I don't know if you remember that game. It was a PlayStation Two title.
1: I'm thinking of the PlayStation one Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. That was just a single single you're playing as Peter the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man had you playing as Peter and uh, Eddie. So you were Venom and Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. And it was episodic. It was, you know, you play a mission as Peter and then you play a mission as Venom. And occasionally those two cross over. you have a boss fight with each other where you play one side, you play the side of it as Peter. And then in the next part you play the side of it as Venom.
1: That's super cool. yeah, Yeah. It was
0: an interesting little, little story
1: okay um, so Spider-Man's with the fact that
0: they're doing open world i don't know that the episodic thing works as well right it right. seems like it would work better with the grand theft auto idea where sure. when you're not playing peter he's just got other stuff going on he's kind of using an ai algorithm to guide him and then you can kind of just jump into him whenever you want to
1: no that makes sense uh, <laughs> man open world spider-man with two playable characters yeah <laughs>
0: Because both the first two games were great. I mean, they were very. good Honestly, games. I think Miles was better than Spider Man, and I liked Spider Man a lot. Miles, I think, just did a better job of handling the fact that it is an open world game. Mm-hmm. Because when you're playing it as Peter, when you're playing Spider Man, it was it was like a checklist. Right. I mean, here's my checklist. What am I doing today? I got I got to get this, all these this, things. I got to get all these things. Yep. yep. Whereas when you were playing as Miles, it became more, it became less a checklist and more a natural. The the side quest became a natural part of the story they were telling. Yeah. Because you have your your little friend Genki, and he creates a an app for people to like request help from Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do any of that stuff, right? But you can jump into the app whenever you're bored or whenever you're in between big story beats. You can jump into the app and do some side sense. side quest stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully they're able to integrate all of that then yeah. into this new.
0: I would imagine that the, the app thing will stick around because it worked really well and it was kind of a fun little distraction. That's super clever. Of like normal people being able to say, I need help from Spider-Man. You know? Right. That,
1: that's super clever. My
0: got robbed. Spider-Man, help me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think one of the greatest things that they did with the Spider-Man games recently, because I don't game like on console at all anymore. Sure is put it on fucking PC. I was <laughs> so stoked. I well, was like, Well, and, and, oh and most Sony
0: games are also coming to PC at this yes. point. I mean, yes. it doesn't happen immediately, but it usually happens within the first year of the right. game's release.
1: I think that's something they're going to... With with how powerful consoles have become, Yeah, I think it's just a, a very short matter of time to where everybody says, okay, we're going to release this title on our platform and PC because yeah. we already have cross-platform play and all that. Mm-hmm. A console is a computer now, right? There was the
0: problem is there's usually a secondary team that has to um, tweak mm-hmm. a, a console's game code to to make it work for PC because you don't want a Batman Arkham Knight scenario mm-hmm. where they released them on the same day and the PC was the PC version was just broken. Yeah, they ended up issuing refunds to everybody who paid for it. Uh, because Rocksteady was trying to develop it for PC on their own.
1: Well, that was uh, that was also PS3, right? PS4. Was that PS4 that that was on? Okay, so we were we were close to close to PC gaming for the time, I guess, but sure. not quite there. Yeah. Uh, like if you look at Xbox and Microsoft, it's most Xboxes are running like a dummy well, down the, version of Windows.
0: The Xbox Series is just a computer. I mean, it right. even looks like a computer. Tower, well, it, like. but it,
1: the the components <laughs> that are inside of it are the exact same thing that are inside yeah. the PlayStation. So I'm like, sure. okay, we're literally running computer parts now. Right. Let's just yeah, be done with it. Everybody can play together. I don't know. I, yeah, and, and so like I
0: said, that. I think most of those things will get released on PC. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to be immediate because, sure. like I said, it requires a secondary team to develop and and tweak a game's code to make it function on a PC. So yeah, I think it'll be with PlayStation. I think it'll be, it's coming out today on PlayStation and in three months, it'll be on PC or in two months, it'll be on PC or whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait the three months, whatever. Right. <laughs> whatever. But Spider-Man two is honestly just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, the, the, the final fantasy 16 is also supposed to release this year. Finally, it was supposed to release last year as well. Um, and I'm not one of those people that didn't enjoy final fantasy 15. I thought it was a fine little game. It did the weird, you know, road trip with your bros. I sure. don't know if you played that one. I did.
1: So I'm not a final fantasy guy at all. Yeah.
0: That one, uh, the premise of the game is literally you're going on a road trip with your bros. Cause you got a, you're a prince and you're marrying a, a, a princess from a kingdom on the other side of the world. Uh, so, it's just a road trip with your bros, little it's like bachelor, the bachelor party, right? Bachelor type road trip. Yeah. Uh, and then they get enthralled in all kinds of adventure and I mean, fighting and stuff because it's Final Fantasy.
1: <laughs> it, it sounds cute, I Shortly guess. Shortly after you know. they
0: leave their kingdom, it gets invaded and the king gets murdered. So, Prince Noctis is now King Noctis and he's the main character of the story. Mm, mm. So, then the game takes a, a couple of weird turns on you. But after. he's
1: off there. Going to meet, but his... he's
0: still in a car with his pros. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. That's driving actually driving across the country. That's hysterical.
0: It's funny. Yeah, it's a really funny a little. Engine. Do you think they meant
1: for it to be goofy
0: like that? So, Final Fantasy fifteen is a re- was a recycled idea from uh, Tetsuya Nomura, mm-hmm. who was originally working on Final Fantasy thirteen, and that project got taken away from him because it was taken too long, and they ended up releasing a completely different idea to what he had. And Final Fantasy 15 was more or less what 13 should have been, at least okay. in some capacity. Um, so they just slapped a new number on it and called it something else because 14 was completely online. That one was developed for
1: online, online, online multiplayer.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have a single player experience. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just something that Tetsuya Nomura did that they didn't like, and then they recycled it later. So we like it now. Yeah. <laughs> we needed a mainline Final Fantasy game, I think. And they already had so much development done on what that game should have been. That's one of those things. I wish I got into the Final Fantasy shit when I
1: hear stuff like that. Like, yeah. Final Fantasy has never been my thing. The uh, the turn-based fighting or whatever always
0: drove me crazy so back in the day. it's not turn-based anymore, though. That's it might what not I'm saying. be. It a, might not more be more of a Witcher-style action RPG now than a JRPG. It's not been a JRPG in, since... 10? Yeah, 10. 10 was the last time it was a traditional JRPG where everybody just kind of stood there until it was their turn. You stood in your line. And then <laughs> they would go up and they would do their attack and then they would come back. Yep, Yeah, that was the last time it was a traditional JRPG. It's okay. more of an action RPG now. And when you look at uh, the engine they created for the Final Fantasy VII remake that they did, mm-hmm. that seems to be the general standard now for what Final Fantasy games will be. Interesting. Where, you know, combat is handled... You still have codes and commands you can input and stuff like that to your team, but you can switch between teammates on the fly. You can take direct control of them, and you have full range of motion throughout battles. So dodging is no longer based on an algorithm. It's based on your ability to get out of the way <laughs> of an attack. I mean, that's right? like, That's better. Yeah, it's better. It's very much better. <laughs> it's modern. Now, that's not to say that you know developers aren't still making traditional style JRPGs. I mean, Octopath Traveler for Nintendo switch is a perfect example of one that it's just still a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. But if you're not into that, I can understand why, you know, that wouldn't be something you'd pick up or you would, you'd get into.
1: Well, and that's a, that's been my major deterring factor from final fantasy for the past, what? 15 years. You missing out, bro. I probably it's am. Not, it's I, not what you think
0: it is I, anymore.
1: It's not what it once was. It has evolved. <laughs>
0: But 16 looks interesting. 16 definitely looks like uh, it's going to be a bigger epic uh, kingdom builder type of thing. I'm not really sure exactly because the 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 trailers they show for Final Fantasy games, while they do show a lot, it's all completely out of context. Oh, well, I was going to so. say,
1: <laughs> I've watched Final Fantasy
0: trailers and they are so cryptic. Yeah, it's not it's even It's all funny. completely out of context. You're seeing people go, I can't believe you did that. And it's like. What did he do? Yeah, and then the, why the, did he do it? Then
1: it's a guy riding a chocobo.
0: Right? Like, who is that? Chocobo. <laughs> chocobo. I'm sorry. Did you I'm just sorry. say chocobo. I called
1: it a chocobo. <laughs> that that shows how That's out of good. touch That's I am. Good. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, obviously that one's going to be a big epic uh, single player experience. Um, 14 is still very viable for them, so I I feel like it'll be a while before we see another online only Final Fantasy game because they're still updating and and. Releasing Patching new content
1: that. for 14. How um, long has that one been out? Two years?
0: Three, three? I think, at this point. Okay. Yeah. And they're still supporting it. So
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it still has a very robust player base.
1: That's that's the thing that's so wild. How many different games there are and how many people still freaking play them? Yeah. That
0: shit blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, you can still log into that old Star Wars Battlefront game from the PlayStation 4 era and find a match. That's right. insane.
1: <laughs> I, I thought they were going to get enough support on that one.
0: But you have to remember, you're, you're you're you've got a blanket that's covering the entire world. Surely, somewhere in the world, someone wants to play some Star Wars. Well, that,
1: that's what's so <laughs> wild about it. So typically, the servers are divided uh, for regions. So you're not normally like in the U.S. You're not normally in a European server.
0: I've definitely had European guys on not, Star Wars Battle. Not games. saying
1: that it doesn't happen. I think I think as the game. Uh, comes to end of life and stuff like that they widen the search I, area yeah, for, yeah. for players
0: okay because i know that i know sense. with
1: uh matchmaking in like call of duty mm-hmm. that's one of those games where they will absolutely put you in a u.s server or a european server and then sometimes those servers are even divided with uh, well okay well you're east coast or west coast sure because there's so many freaking people playing it you would crash a server if you had everybody well, of course. going to the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's super, it's, it's weird, it's weird. Blizzard, I think, did that shit the best, though, and that's why uh, they have a bunch of patents on how their servers handle load. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But sure. when we were looking at copywriting <laughs> conniving cooks, we reached out to a copyright attorney. It was uh, Peter Chu's brother. Okay, And he was like, oh, he actually did a bunch of stuff for Blizzard. So this guy sends us his credentials, a lawyer sends us credentials. <laughs> and he's like, this is what I've done. And it's fucking patents for servers and shit like that. And we're like, dude, we just want to know if we need to stamp a TM on this. right? Trademark it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, you guys are idiots. You don't need to pay me money. You can't afford me. And we were like, exactly. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So we have, we have Final Fantasy that you're yep. asked for. What, what else is coming out this year?
0: Uh, so the next big one that I'm looking forward to is the Resident Evil 4 remake. It actually comes out in March. or supposed to come out in March.
1: Resident Evil 4. Yeah.
0: Finally got around to remaking one of the games that most people said didn't need to be remade because uh, it's been remastered so many times and you can play it on PlayStation 5. You can play that old version. Now, I think the remakes are less about updating the games. I mean, they are a little bit about that, but I think that's a a small part of it. I think resident evil nine, I think is something that's big and that they're the remakes are a way to get new voice actors to breathe new life into these characters that are going to stick with it as we go into nine, because I think nine is going to bring most of the core cast of characters back together. So Jill, Chris, um, Claire, Leon, um, and Ethan's daughter Rose, I would imagine will be a part of that too because we just did a whole two game side story with Ethan in Resident Evil 7 and 8.
1: How, how much how much money do you think they sink into like a franchise like this just I mean, redoing one game?
0: The remakes are ground up remakes. It's not that's, a, that's what It's what I'm not saying. a reskin. It's... it's brand new models, especially when you consider Resident Evil 2 and 3 were PlayStation 1 games. Right. So that's, I mean, you have to make a whole new game. That's what I'm saying. That is new dialogue. The amount of work
1: that they put into that. And it can't be the biggest return. There's no No, way.
0: No, they've been huge. The the remakes have been hugely successful for them. See, and
1: uh, here here I would think the bigger return would be like, you do the remakes as like a snack or like an appetizer. And then you have, okay, here's number 72. This is what you really wanted.
0: No, I mean the remakes have been huge. That's wild to huge me. Huge ROI for them. I mean, yeah, they they've been some of the best-selling games of the the months they've come out.
1: That's fucking nuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's But imagine, insane. but imagine being someone like me who played Resident Evil 2 and 3 on right. PlayStation 1 and then played some remastered versions when they made them on GameCube.
1: Oh dude, yeah. I re- I remember playing the shit out of Resident Evil 2 and having to switch discs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh, huh, huh. yeah. Disc 1 is over, put yep. in disc 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, so being someone who enjoyed it the way it is, but has still continued to play games as games have evolved and become something else, the idea of, oh, we're going to remake Resident Evil 2, that was huge for me when it was going on. Like I was just like, oh, I'll play the shit out of that game. I played the shit out of that game back then, I'll play it again. Yes! And I, and I like the idea of, of bringing it into a modern gaming aesthetic, right? Where sure. Where the camera's not fixed anymore, and... You know, you, 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 remember how it used to be where you, you had tank controls, where you would, you would move forward to move forward, but if you pulled the stick backwards, they would just walk backwards. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, changing up those kinds of things, making them more modern in so far as how other games have been designed, uh, is a huge selling point for people who've been fans of the franchise since 1997.
1: Well, and that's something that could get a kid into the game for the first time too. Well, Yeah.
0: And you also, yeah, you're, you're introducing a whole new generation of gamers to, what is some of the best survival horror games ever made,
1: dude? I remember the first time I played Resident Evil was on Sega Saturn, and oh my
0: god, yeah, that's a throwback right there,
1: <laughs> Sega Saturn. And the uh, the first cutscene where you see a zombie, I remember yeah. being like, oh my god, this is so terrifying. I watched that cutscene recently, it's and terrible. I was like, that looks like shit. That's terrible. <laughs> it's really, really terrible, yeah. But it was so fucking cool and it epic was. for the time. Yeah.
0: But so, 4 came out initially on the Nintendo GameCube. Shinji Mikami, the Resident Evil auteur, he had signed an exclusive deal to develop games for Nintendo GameCube. I don't know why. It seemed like a weird decision at the time, and it didn't last very long because the GameCube just wasn't viable for very long but I guess he was attracted to maybe like mini discs or something. I don't know. Everyone thought mini discs were going to be the future. Oh, a little teeny tiny disc is going to be the future of gaming. I, th- I think, even it, though we still have big giant discs, I think right? he like, was
1: attracted to a bajillion fucking dollars. I'm,
0: sure, I'm bet, sure they paid him a lot. Yeah. Bet that's
1: what Nintendo gave him. They were yeah, like, I'm a,
0: sure they paid him a lot. They, yeah. but Nintendo at that time was trying to show that there were more than just the triple a kids style games that they've been making like Mario and Zelda and, right. and, and Kirby and all of that. Um, so during that era, they remade Resident Evil 1 from the ground up, brand new game. Uh, I still have my copy of that. And they made Resident Evil 0, which was a prequel game that starred Rebecca Chambers, who was part of the Star's Alpha team, the first team that went in to that investigate the up. mansion. And they all got turned yep. into zombies except for Rebecca. Yep. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> then uh, Resident Evil 4, or they released ports. They didn't remake them, but they released ports of Resident Evil 2 and 3, and then a brand new entry in the series, exclusive to GameCube, was Resident Evil 4, which brought back Leon. Uh, he was, at that time, a uh, Secret Service agent working for the President, and the President's daughter had been kidnapped. So Leon goes on this journey to some South American, pl- I don't remember exactly what the country was he went right. to. Uh, they speak Spanish, so some South American, Central American type country, I'm not really sure.
1: Somewhere where they speak
0: Spanish. Somewhere where they speak Spanish uh but uh he has to go there and and save the president's daughter and then he gets embroiled in a you know a whole the whole townspeople have been infected by this thing called Las Plagas which was different that was another thing that was very different about the game was it wasn't the T virus up until that point the T virus had really been the thing right. that you were fighting against Umbrella Corporation had been the thing you were fighting against and then all of a sudden you're in this weird Brazilian or Portuguese place and and the, the people have their minds still they have all their faculties, but they're also monstrous. And if you blow their heads off, like a whole little parasite thing would pop out and keep animating their corpse. It was nuts. That game was nuts, <laughs> but it was the first game in the series that introduced an over the shoulder, more traditional, uh, play style mm-hmm. shooter type of, of game. Um, and I think that's that was the first game that led to the downfall of Resident Evil. Now, that's not to say Resident Evil 4 is a bad game. It's a great game. It's been remastered for PlayStation 3. It got remastered for PlayStation 4. It's a great video game. But 5 and 6, the two games that uh, came out after it, leaned more heavily into the action of the story and less into the horror of the story. And I think that's where they lost their audience because okay. 5 and 6 didn't do as well. Five brought back Chris, but he was all like buff and action star guy, you know? And then six tried to give, have your cake and eat it too. So you had three campaigns in six. You had one where you're playing as Chris that was more action oriented. You had one where you're playing as Leon that was supposed to be more horror oriented. It was not. I uh, think you had one where you're playing as Sherry and Wesker's son who was like immune to the T-virus because mm-hmm. <clears> Wesker like injected himself with all kinds of chemicals and turned himself into a monster. So his progeny actually was immune to, our yeah, normal stuff. viral changes. Yeah, um, but that game did horribly, uh, and Resident Evil Seven was the one that came out that took it back to the horror,
1: went route. back to our roots, man. Yeah,
0: it was back. It, it put it in first person mode, which was a weird choice at the time. But once playing it, we're like, oh no, this is this works. This is perfect, actually. Uh, and they continued that trend into eight. Now they also released a little DLC thing to eight recently that allowed you to play the game in a more traditional third person over the shoulder type perspective, which was fun. You know, I tried it that way. It was fun. Fine. But Um, you
1: like the, the first person perspective more.
0: Uh, I think I like the first person perspective more for those games. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, I can see that though. Yeah, I could totally see that.
0: But, uh, so again, Resident Evil four was definitely one people did not think needed to be remade. It was like, no, that was perfect. That was a great game doesn't need you don't need to change it or update it or anything i disagree i think it feels very dated to play it now um so i'm looking forward to a a remake that is more in line with what the two and three remake were and like i said this is it this is the last uh remake i i I doubt they're going to remake five and six five and six were games like i said that were just abysmal for them they didn't do well commercially or financially uh so i think Uh, Four, we're going to ignore five and six. I think four is going to be the last game that's going to get us into the place where, like I said, we're going to reunite everybody for nine, which is going to be a big, huge deal. I don't know what they're planning for that yet. There's no information. That's
1: the super group right there.
0: But yeah, I mean, imagine a game that has Chris and Claire and Leon and and Rose and Barry and Rebecca and uh, Ada and Sherry and all of these people that we've met over the years. In one story, right? Yeah, all these people that we've met over the last fucking thirty years. Yeah, the first Resident Evil game came out in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so. that's yeah. fucked up, man. <laughs> that's what they're like,
1: dude. We're old.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so that one comes out in March. Very, very. That's excited actually about super that. can't, exciting. Can't, can't can't wait for that. That's I, the next game by on how my was, list. How was your uh, your God of War experience? Ragnarok is amazing. Was it everything you'd hoped for? Year, yes, yes it yes. did. Uh, yes, it was everything I could have hoped for and more. I mean, it was. I've been, you know, I've I've spent. First God of War game came out in two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five, I think. Uh, so I spent the better part of twenty years with this crazy murder hobo, uh, and I would have never, in a hundred years, would I've ever believed. If I could go back in time and tell my younger self this was going to happen, he wouldn't believe it. He'd be like, no, that's not true.
1: His name is now dad.
0: Never would I have expected <laughs> this crazy murder hobo to make me feel genuine emotion. To have to bring tears to my eyes. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But they did it right. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay, it fits good. so well into who he is as a character. Um, losing his family in the first series of games... Uh, he killed them. I mean, he he's, wears the ashes of that mistake. That's why he's the ghost of Sparta. That's why he's completely you know white. Uh, to get a second family, to get a second chance at that, he looks at that differently. He, he has to protect that. He has to keep that safe. He can't let that die. He can't let that fall to the wayside like the first one. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it all works with who he is as a character. Um, and It's just very emotional. It's just a very emotional ride. The acting is is top-notch. The people who played Thor and, and Odin are great. Uh, Sif is great. Thrud, the daughter of Thor, she's amazing. Uh, Anger Boda, the other giant that you meet, the little girl, she's insanely cool. I just love every bit just of Just all her. of it's well done, well yeah, written. Yeah, everything about it was just very well done. That's
1: fantastic, because I know you were stoked for that one. And we haven't talked about it on the show yeah. since before <laughs> Before it came out, right. so yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh, I have to ask about that one." Yeah. Okay. Um, so back to this year. Yeah. Anything else uh, that yeah. is on the horizon uh, I, that
0: you're I've, you're gassed for? I mean, I haven't even gotten started. Uh, yes, May it will bring us Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Oh shit! The sequel to I Breath totally, of the Wild. I totally <laughs> forgot that was coming
0: out. Yeah, in May, at least if the date is to be believed.
1: That's fucking wild.
0: Yeah. Tears of the kingdom. Not only of the
1: wild was so good too. Man. It is. It's, oh it's my a, God. One of the
0: best Zelda games I've ever played. Uh So not only will it have that, it's that map, that same world that it created. Cause it's a direct sequel. Um, but it's going to add in the sky islands. So Jesus. a whole nother map in the sky to explore. Uh New powers. The master sword apparently gets destroyed very early on by malice. It looks like the, the force that's generated by Ganon. Uh, and his arm, uh, the arm that he's holding the sword in also gets corrupted and ends up replaced by what looks like a guardian part, huh. uh, which gives him all kinds of new abilities. One of those abilities is time reversal, which I think could be an interesting... Going
1: back to Majora's Mask here.
0: So not time reversal in a way that we're reversing... All of time, it's a moment in time we're reversing. So, what, what, give me, I'll give you a couple of examples. There's a, one of the shots in the trailer where there's a big boulder that a a moblin pushes down the hill at you and he freezes that boulder and then he reverses its time and it rolls back up the hill and hits all the enemies that just tried to push it down to kill you. Jesus, that sounds OP as hell. Uh, uh, rocks that have fallen down off of the sky islands. There's one part in the trailer where he hops on a rock, uses, reverses time and the rock goes back up to the original he island rides it came the rock from, up. and he rides it up into the sky. Uh, so that's something that we've seen him do. Uh, another thing that we've seen him do is, uh, become like water, which is a weird one because it doesn't change his form, but it allows him to like slide between the cracks of things. So at one point we see him below, uh, a big ceiling of rocks and he like launches himself up and he, Whoop, pops up out the top <laughs> Which I don't know what that is I don't know how that's going to work ultimately in the game But uh, it looks fun
1: I I still So I bought Breath of the Wild And I've played maybe seven minutes Of the game I know, Tripping, bro. I know everybody loves it I know everybody loves it you're not, That's
0: seven minutes you're not even done with the tutorial area Basically yet.
1: that's correct yeah <laughs> Because I was like, man, I need to play this one. I need to play this one. And then you start, like, d- you know, doing whatever else in life. Maybe before the new one comes out in May, maybe I should try to finish this one.
0: At least get through the story. That, that, you, you that's can, what I'm saying. I'm the, not going to finish the yeah, game. Yeah, you can by get then. through the story. I mean, I've spent 400 hours in the game uh, to say that I'm done. Right. That's how long it took me to say I'm done. There's nothing more to do. Yeah, every, I'm not going to get there. Every part of the map has been explored. Uh, all of my armors are completely leveled up and maxed out. I mean, everything. I did everything. I got all the Korok seeds to get the little poop. It's a, it's a, a poop. That's what you get for collecting 900 Korok seeds in the game. The little golden poop that Hestu gives you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> There's, there, it's also implied that the Korok seeds you're, you're gathering are just Korok poop. That they poop gold, I guess. Cause they look like little poops and, and his is definitely like a coil of gold, but it's Jesus. definitely a poop and it doesn't do anything. So you got 900 They They literally entire map with these things to find 900 of them to be precise. You only need to get 441 of them because they tied Korok seeds into expanding inventory slots. Mm-hmm. Once you've gotten to 441, there's no more inventory slots to expand. So theoretically you don't have to go past that. I did cause I'm a crazy person. But uh, yeah, you, you go through hours and hours and hours of gameplay to get all of that. And then when you get to the end, he gives you your reward. It's, it's a golden poop. And I said, never again. Never again am I ever going to do that again. <laughs> you were like, yes! <laughs> I was excited that I had finished. Uh, I was disappointed by the reward. I thought it was going to be something cool I could use. But no, it's just a golden poop.
1: Yeah. Here's, here's a fucking a super sword that'll cut the world yeah. in half if you're not careful. Yeah. So be careful with this one.
0: No nope. poop. There's Even poop. in this description, it says it smells funky. So like, Oh it's, my it's God, poop. I would be pissed. It's poop. <laughs> that's like the best way to troll a, a gamer. Is. They trolled the hell out of all of us. But oh. so tears of the kingdom, uh, looks to use the same engine and world, uh, of breath of the wild. But like I said, adding in the sky islands, most people are hoping that it adds in more traditional style. Zelda dungeons because that's something that, that breath of the wild lacked It had dungeons in a sense, right? The divine beasts are kind of the dungeons of the game. And then it had shrines, which are essentially big puzzle rooms. Right. Um, So it had those kinds of things, but it didn't have the traditional, like, go to the forest dungeon and go to the mountain dungeon and go to the ocean dungeon. You know, it didn't have that traditional uh, feel. So people are hoping that in the sky, there will be some of that more traditional dungeon crawling type stuff. I don't really care. Personally, I thought the first game was brilliant. I loved doing all the puzzle room shrine stuff, so I'm fine. Yeah, no, I don't even fucking care. Do Just give do me a that game again. I'll do that again. Yeah, nice. 125 shrines across that whole map, so.
1: I'll sink another 400 hours into it. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm ready. That's going to be one of those things where doesn't matter what's coming out after that. I'll buy it. I'll pick up games that are coming out after it that I want to play, but yeah, I won't be playing anything else until I'm done with that. That's the main squeeze. I'm not. I, see, but I'm not one of these guys who buys games that. I'm not going to play and I'm also not one of those people that lets another games release interrupt a playthrough like Capuano and I were going through God of War Ragnarok at roughly the same pace. Mm -hmm. I mean collecting the trophies at the same pace like I would look every night like damn we're like playing we're like right neck and neck in this game Uh, and a week after the game came out Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. Yeah. And I just stopped playing. I was just like, just finish. You're so close to the end. Like I'm seeing where he is. I'm just like, you're so close to the end. Just finish it. You're like, fuck these Pokemon. You're you're one day of gameplay away from just being done with it. Like, just do it. And he's like, nope, can't gotta play Pokemon. Oh. And he no. eventually did come back to it and finish it. But I'm not one of those people. I don't understand those people. I don't understand people who start something that they don't finish. Right? Like right. You, you bought this game, you were excited to play it finish it and then move on to the next big game. You're God excited. damn about. it! You love this game. Well, especially if the next game you're excited about came out within a week. Right. Okay. It'll be there. It'll wait. You bought it. It's sitting on your shelf, finish what you're doing. And then you have something immediately to go to right after it.
1: Well, I think that's, I think that's part of the thing. It's the, uh, excitement of the new thing. So you have to touch it.
0: They got to touch it. I mean, I am touching it. It's here in its case. And oh, I'll no, put it no, on no, my shelf.
1: If I touch it, I mean, play it.
0: Yeah, again. whatever.
1: That's all that... <laughs> oh, That's what it feels like. Okay. <laughs> time yeah. to go back to God of War.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one will probably take up a ridiculous amount of my time. I mean, the first game took up 400 hours of my time. Jesus Christ. And I haven't extrapolated that to days, but. It's a lot of days.
1: All of them. All. So, of I mean,
0: obviously it's not all consecutive, but right. it's a lot of days. I mean, that's been over
1: a few years, but shit, dude, that's, that's 10 work weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Breath of the Wild came out in 2017. Wow. Yeah. I didn't play it in 2017. I didn't play it until I, think I got my switch in 2018 uh, for Christmas that year from Corey.
1: Yeah. I didn't buy my switch till I think 2019.
0: Yeah, it was either 2018 or 2019 when I first got mine. It's my
1: favorite console ever, though.
0: It's a great console. It's not my favorite console ever, but it's a great console. I just
1: think they're fucking brilliant. I like the portability and everything of it. I think they're adorable. I I like the fact
0: that they're putting old N64 Super Nintendo and Nintendo and Sega Genesis games on there for me to play. It's fucking rad. I'll play all those games again. I love those. I just played. Started playing GoldenEye the other night because I was just like GoldenEye. Oh hell yeah, done. (laughs) It's also got online multiplayer now. Oh no shit. Yeah. So like they took the concept of the couch co-op or the couch multiplayer and applied it to the fact that Nintendo Switch can match you with other players. Oh my god. So now you can play GoldenEye online as a multiplayer. How was the competitive scene with that? I'll bet that is fucking brutal. Yeah. I mean it's 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 very behind when it comes to most modern <laughs> multiplayer shooter games. Right. But it's still some ridiculous fun. I mean it's you know, it's a very simple interface. Plus the N sixty four only had one control stick on it. Yep. So it only uses one control stick on your controller. I yeah.
1: I think that's clever.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like it like I I play with my pro controller most of the time when I'm mm-hmm. playing the Switch. Um, but it seems like a game that would be better suited to playing with just one Joy-Con. Yeah. Because that's in the same vein as where one one button is your reticle aim style thing, and the other button is your fire button. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it just seems like it would work well in that way. I don't know if you can play it with one Joy-Con, but it seems like you should be able to because it only had one stick.
1: Fucking, oh, man. I miss that game so much. That was actually... When we started the show, that was one of those games that we talked about being so much fucking fun. Yeah, because you'd have four people over and four whole people would play it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah,
1: on a TV that was this big. That's that's the shit. That's wild.
0: When they were tiny, don't be looking at my screen, Dick. (laughs) I
1: I can't believe how tiny the TVs were back then. How we would still like play on them like it was a normal thing. Like, if could you imagine going back to the nineties? And showing yourself just your TV now, the fucking massive flat screen monstrosity that that my
0: younger self would be like, are we rich in the future? Right. (laughs)
1: Holy shit. No,
0: no, we're not rich, but TVs are just not that expensive. This is a standard size (laughs) TV now. This is a normal
1: TV. (laughs) You mean 17 inches wasn't enough? (laughs) No. My TV's.
0: That TV's like 50 inches. That's what like, I'm saying. I not even dude. know. Like, I think it might be bigger than that. That's what I'm saying. Like
1: <laughs> back in the day, it was a <coughs> 17 to 24 inches. I remember the first time I saw, it, I think it was a 30 inch TV. I was like, that is fucking insane. And that was. Like, the step before you got into big screen territory. Yeah. Only your rich friends or grandparents.
0: My aunt and uncle had one of those big screen, mm-hmm. like, box TVs. Sits on the floor. That, like, literally you couldn't see unless you were sitting at the right angle. Because mm-hmm. if you're at the wrong angle, like, the colors would be all off yep. and shit. Like, yeah, they had one of those. <laughs> it was goofy as hell. And like I said, I'm the kind of person who I like to sit... Close to the TV. Yeah. And you couldn't sit close to that TV or you couldn't see what the hell you were doing. That's too funny. <laughs> but I remember Mario being like this big on that TV and I was just like blown away by that. I was like, Mario's so big! <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that was something that blew our minds, you know? Yeah. How and spo- then flat screen TVs came along. Are I mean, we... look at your monitor. No, your it's monitor insane. is curved. Yes. Like it's literally curved yeah. how how did they do that
1: well so <laughs> this is what's crazy now so there's a there's a set of monitors that just came out by a company called Corsair and you can literally bend the monitor oh my god That's so so, so you can sit in front of it and be like yeah i have a nice gaming experience looking at it this way but i'm going to go like this so it encapsulates my <laughs> fucking face so i have to literally look left and
0: right to see what's going on in god my god damn periphery. right you do <laughs>
1: because <laughs> that's the american way right <laughs> you're gonna video game you're gonna do it like it's everything to you um
0: but i would say those are the games that i am most excited about now that is a small smattering of all of the games that are supposed to come out this year uh Baldur's gate three is finally going to get a full release this year which i'm pretty excited about um but there's a lot of stuff that Obviously we don't have time to go into, (laughs) but those are the big ones. Those are the ones that I'm really, uh, that have been on the horizon for a while. And I'm, as we inch ever closer, I'm just getting more and more hyped. Um,
1: Okay. So I say we do this then let's do next week. Mm -hmm. Let's do a top five all time video
0: games. Top five all-time video games. That is so going to take some time to think about. Well, you have a full week. So I, you, yeah. you pick
1: your top five. I'll pick my top five. I already know what my number one is.
0: What is your number one?
1: It's Beautiful Joe.
0: Oh, that was a good game. That's so much fun. I forgot about those games. I never finished that trilogy. No, never. I never really ever got the two.
1: Uh, they, so they did Beautiful Joe 2. It was only available on certain consoles. It was GameCube. Uh, I thought they made it for PlayStation as well. I could be wrong, but I thought they did that. I don't
0: remember it coming out on PlayStation. I do remember Beautiful Joe on GameCube.
1: No, that's where I played Beautiful Joe. Yeah, that's where I played it. And that game is fucking incredible. I have a copy of it, and I think it's scratched to shit. I need to see if I can salvage it. Because I was telling the kids about it.
0: I'm like, dude, there's this guy
1: in this movie theater and bad guy comes, gets his girlfriend. You got to go into the I mean, movie. Yeah,
0: basically like a comic book superhero. Yeah. And and <laughs>
1: they're, they're like, that sounds wild. I'm like, it's so freaking good. And then you're fighting shark people and all kinds of wild stuff. And they're like, dad, dad you're making this up. I'm like, I swear to God, it's beautiful, Joe. Beautiful. How Joe. are they
0: going to feel about it being 2D, though?
1: I don't think they mind that. Okay. So we do we do a lot of... Uh, we do a lot of like retro gaming and stuff. So sure. we'll we'll hook up the old consoles and play those because I think it's more fun. It's a little bit harder on everybody because we're
0: used games to Games were harder back then. Yeah,
1: and we're used to being spoiled with being able to move 17 different ways. Yeah. Well, that you have four. Right. Up, down, left, right. Which do you one? You know
0: why games were so hard back then though? Why? It was a tactic by game companies so that you couldn't beat a game after renting it just one time. Uh... You had to spend more money to continue playing it. And at the very beginning, it was because the only games we had been developing before consoles were arcade games. Mm -hmm. And arcade games were designed to be challenging to suck your money, to keep pumping quarters into it the whole time and keep playing more and more. So early game development just use that model. So a lot of those early games that were so challenging on a console weren't challenging because they were trying to challenge you. They were challenging because they were in the mindset of, we have to get you to pump more quarters into the machine, but this is not a machine anymore. It's I bought the game. It's my game. Yeah, so you're going to pump
1: more dollars in the so blockbuster. Then, as
0: the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis gained popularity, it became, no, people can rent video games now mm-hmm. and we don't want them to be able to conquer a video <sighs> game after one rental. We want them to have to come back and rent it again, rent it again, or maybe even just go out and buy it because they can't beat it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it was a tactic. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Was it was a business tactic, but we don't have rental places anymore, so that, that kind of goes out the window now.
1: Yeah, the, the last family video there in Florissant that I knew about. Yeah, they closed.
0: I didn't say it's not there anymore. There's one blockbuster video in this country that's and, still open.
1: Yes, in Bender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anything. All the family videos have closed. All the blockbusters. I didn't know Deer have closed.
1: I didn't know. Uh, yeah, all, all of our blockbusters have gone. Well, Family Video was. Uh, there were way more of those than there were blockbusters. But what's crazy about that Family Video is the the space that they had, the retail space that they had was fucking massive, yeah. and they actually ended up moving into a tiny space, and it's one that uh, we were talking about opening a ETG comic shop. Sure. And we were going to use that particular space because it was small enough and cheap enough for us. Yeah. And yeah, itty bitty. I mean, it's
0: empty again now. It is empty. Again. <laughs> that,
1: that would actually, that would be a great spot to get because of the size of the parking lot and the Little Caesars right there.
0: Yeah, and the fact that you're right there at the uh, front of that big neighborhood. That oh, extends yeah. pretty much all the way down Shackleford there. Oh, yeah.
1: No, that would be a <laughs> wonderful place yeah. to have one. That's one of the reasons we we're looking there.
0: Uh, but yeah, Family Video. I think the reason they survived longer than Blockbuster is because they weren't just a video rental place. They diversified a little bit, and oftentimes the reason they were built near pizza places mm-hmm. was because they would say, "Get order a, order a pizza and also get a video." We'll deliver. They'll deliver your pizza. We'll give them your video to bring with them. Right? Oh yeah, they did that with Marco's Pizza. I'm pretty sure they did that with the Little Caesars that was next to where the mm-hmm. old Family Video used to be. Um so they weren't just a video rental place like they tried to market themselves in a different way
1: which is right? smart.
0: Yeah. Super it allowed smart. them to hang on to their business a little longer but ultimately people just aren't renting videos anymore. No. Not with streaming.
1: No. Well I mean especially when here if I rent a movie now I can spend 3.99 as I believe the exact price to watch it in the highest definition that my TV can possibly muster. Yeah. And I never have to fucking leave the house. Exactly. Such a homebody now. I can order
0: my food. I can have it delivered. <laughs> yeah. I door dash my food. Some other guy brings it over. And then
1: I, I watch my $4 movie, which is crazy, man. That, that's the crazy part because, dude, fucking Redbox a couple of years ago, I'd go spend a buck. Oh, sure. And that was a, that was a, that was a talk that Tara and I had on multiple occasions, probably five, six years ago. Yeah. Hey, why, why are we going to rent this movie for three, four bucks when we could just go to Redbox and spend a dollar? Right. And now it's
0: like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll spend the $3 yeah. for the convenience. We're yeah. done. <laughs> I don't want to
1: go all the way up to that Walgreens.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't, you know, condone this, but you can just download it on the internet now. I mean, you don't have to spend any money. <laughs> I don't condone this action. And I don't think you out there should be doing it. There is the act of piracy. But it is a thing that people can do. Oh, and yeah. if you, you know, get you a good VPN, no one will ever know. <laughs> so I'm just saying, just throw that out there. You don't even have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to spend any money. Nothing.
1: Fuck movie theaters. (laughs) I mean, I like going to movie theaters. I I still
0: do enjoy it. We went to went to the theater to see Black Panther. We went to the theater to see uh, Doctor Strange. You know, we usually. I think it's mostly Marvel movies at this point that draw us to the theater because. Even though Top Gun was the biggest movie in the world, I don't give a shit about Top Gun. I don't either.
1: give a goddamn about seeing a 55-year-old Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't care about Tom Cruise either. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pretend to be a fighter pilot.
0: Exactly.
1: I'm like, get back to your house of Scientology, you <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. Well,
0: but, yep, we'll make sure we get... Uh, top five. Top five video games of all time. I think that's going to be That's magical. a big list. I've been playing video games since Atari. Yes. That was a big, that was a big ask, bro. And I'll try to whittle it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause shit. Does that include arcade games like stand stand up games? Most
0: of the stand up arcade games that were super popular that I they, would put on a list ended up on a console anyway, like oh, Mortal Kombat a hundred
1: times and, over. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, that's a very fair point. Yeah. All right, um, you guys should go to entertain the geeky. You can find all of our social media stuffs there. Uh, We are not on top of articles right now, but there is lots of content going there still nonetheless. So go there, get your content, and as always, stay geeky. Go ahead and just talk a little bit.
0: I'm talking. How's it going? Looks good.
1: (laughs) No, but that's like the only thing that I think makes money for them right now. Not that they don't make money. On toys, obviously, sure, but it's uh, the biggest driver of revenue for them. I think is the uh, D and D and D and D and Magic. Yeah. Well, especially since they've reformatted Magic so that the blocks come out or the bro- blocks rotate more regularly.
0: Mm-hmm. When they've got more specialty sets coming out, they just did oh, that Dominary tons. remastered. Yeah,
1: okay. no, that's
0: such a weird. They're going thing. back to Phyrexia next, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, it, I could not fathom being a standard player at this point in time yeah, exactly. that would be fucking unnerving no one's running
0: standard anymore
1: that's why would thing, you right yeah, why would I mean, you
0: people are running commander in draft or draft yeah. yeah
1: that's all the. i mean that's all the they've really allowed or modern i guess But that's really yeah. all they've allowed themselves to cater to <laughs> mm-hmm. like they let that format the biggest format that carried the game die yeah exactly it's pretty funny
0: yeah well and they let a lot of it die while uh COVID, COVID was going on because they put more money into arena. They started, you know, pushing that a lot more, a lot harder on people. Even when they were releasing sets, the the little pre-release boxes were coming with codes for arena. Yeah. To yeah, unlock right. everything you had in that little box you're other right. than your random packs. Right. It's fucking wild. Yeah. So it's, it's, it shows that they have little faith in, retail partners anymore
1: well and i think all their contracts now they're getting away from uh mom and pop shops yeah. and going to the big
0: box yeah, walmart and Target. wall trash yep yep sam's club oh <laughs> you can buy bulk magic at sam's club now no john jumper saw it over there one oh day oh my god <laughs> he's like you can buy big boxes of it at sam's club now. that's horrendous <laughs> for pretty cheap apparently Compared to what most retail stores sell their boxes for, that's
1: fucking insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh no! You
1: yeah. go there to get your case for fucking seventy eight dollars instead of a hundred and ten or right. whatever they I buy. Cost?
0: My ten pounds of chicken for six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah. Do you have a Sam's membership? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we uh, so. We did until December 22nd. We learned that yesterday. <laughs> you tried to go there. We went to Sam's and I <laughs> and I never even got my card for it. Right. Tara set up our account and she, it, she was the one that always went. So I never got my Sam's card. So yeah. she's like, oh, we'll go in. You'll get your Sam's card. And they're like, um, we, there's some kind of issue with your account here. And we're like, what's going on? They're like, oh, I don't know. How did they not know? Took two people. <laughs> Two second Second one comes up and she's like, it says there, it looks like the account uh just needs to be paid on for lapsed. Yeah, yeah. for a year. Uh-huh. And uh I was like that that's it? Right. Like you couldn't just said, hey, that was that you just, was you just look. have to pay for another year of Sam's Club <laughs> membership.
0: That was a little too complicated. I think. Oh, dude. <laughs>
1: the, the look that came over this lady's face of just like confusion, despair. It was like,
0: oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on. All right. Let's do this video games thing. All um, right. So we'll,